Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Charlotte at 6. At 637, Charlotte at 6, I'm Mark Garrison. Time for our Wednesday feature, Success at 6. Stories about people, local people, who find success in unusual ways. And this evening, we've got some encouragement. If you're in a battle for cancer or know someone who is... I talked this afternoon with Tom Vibbert from Greensboro. He's got a remarkable story. This past weekend, he rode his bicycle 100 miles in a cancer fundraiser. Tom was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer several years ago. Surgery was out of the question. The chemo didn't work. But when doctors studied his blood and some of the road signs of his cancer, they thought, you know, we've got an idea for an experiment. And it was an experiment that saved his life. Well, now I'm I'm 59. Now I was uh, first diagnosed in 2012 at age 49. And you were diagnosed with colon cancer. Yes, stage four. So metastatic. It was, it was very advanced and spreading. Is that right? Yes. And the chemo wasn't working, huh? No, the, the the chemo would would shrink it a little bit, but it would always come back. So, what was your outlook? Were you thinking uh, this is it? I'm not going to survive. Well, that's that's the thing because my family history isn't the greatest, and uh, that's you know one of the signs that we we miss. But I had two young cousins at age 35 and 41 pass away from from colon cancer, right. and and I didn't you know I was going to let that dictate. Uh, what was going to go on with me, but it did, it didn't look good there after over two years of the chemos and the radiation. So then you're back looking at a table that doesn't have anything on it really, except maybe going and doing some more chemo uh, regimens. And that's about when uh, Duke called and my oncologist here in Greensboro said they might have something for you there. They're doing a clinical trial. Go talk to them. And I did. And this clinical trial was for a drug that is used for lots of other things, right? Yeah, and that's amazing. You know, the, the, the how how does something, that, a drug that's approved for a lung and melanoma, all of a sudden knock on the door of a colon cancer patient? Yeah, how and, does it? <laughs> well, it's, if, if I, was, I was getting into some of the genomics behind this and uh, genome sequencing, just like, you know, uh, 23andMe and Ancestry.com finds your ancestors. They're, the cancer research hospitals are they're looking at the genomes of tumors, and when they find common ground between different tumor types and there's a therapy for one, it may be a therapy for another. So in other words, this, melan- so in other words, this melanoma drug, they looked at the DNA, in essence, and said, hey, this drug might also help uh, colon cancer. Right, and they said this might work. So uh, you were and, kind of a guinea pig. What uh, what happened when you started taking it? <laughs> I tell you one thing. It was I I thought the same way. It was with a with a drug you probably heard of. It's called Optivo. Optivo equals a chance for more nights to remember, more days to savor, a chance to live longer. They, their commercials are a chance to live longer, and then their their iconic statement that. 
I was listening to for over two years while I was on this trial was has been known to attack healthy organs both during and after treatment. Ooh, that's scary. So it was absolutely miraculous because I was the tumor was growing into a nerve. Mm. And I was ending up, I was on a lot of narcotics, and it was to the point where I was not going to be able to go to work or do much of anything. And after the first treatment, but it was that day, that first dose was my last pain from that cancer. Wow. Because it, 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 was, it was unbelievable. And and I hadn't been eating uh, because it hurt to eat. And I remember that morning, I, and I had a like a big IHOP breakfast because I was so hungry. And I didn't realize till I got home that day that I just ate a huge breakfast and I'm not in pain. After the first CT scan, it shrank the tumor more than any of the other therapies had done in over two years. Mm. It was unbelievable. And now you are cancer-free, correct? Yes, I'm, yeah, I've had no, no evidence of disease uh, for five years now, so so that's that's pretty significant, and that's that's a huge day too, because you know you, you always have those CT scans, and you want to know the measurements of your tumor and whether it had metastasized anywhere right. else. And, uh, and I, I just remember the day they read me the report, everything looks good, and I just said, "What what's the measurements?" And my doctor, she looks back, he's like, "There's nothing here. There's." There's nothing to measure. And I go, you got to be kidding me. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty miraculous. So what is the message here? I mean, if uh, I, I think, number one, it's to know your biomarkers if you're a cancer patient. Because therapies are becoming so targeted towards those biomarkers that you as a patient need to know everything about yourself that you possibly can to give yourself the best shot at finding some therapy that may be beneficial to you. Has this drug now become more standard in treating colon cancer, or is it still experimental? It is FDA-approved now uh, for my type of colon cancer, which is 5% of colon cancers. And so you've been riding your bike. Tell me about that. (laughs) (laughs) Cycling. I know when I I first started this, this cancer journey, it kind of kicked me off that it was even in my life because all of a sudden I'm not in control and I, I, I don't know how to fight cancer. I had to let other people do that. So I was determined just to be, cause you, you know, your body is the uh, battleground for what's going on. So I just wanted to be the best patient I, I could be. So, so even after the first, you know, five or six doses of, of chemo, I would still work out and do whatever. And then it starts beating you down. Cycling was kind of my way of, uh, you know, getting in cancer's face, you know, saying you're not going to stop me from doing that. You know, I've been going the 100 miles. I just thought I'll, I'm going to go the longest distance to be in cancer's face as possible because it's a big stage to get on, and I'm sure cancer hates me doing that. Well, it's a remarkable story, and it just shows there's so much research being done. Yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. So uh, one big lesson here is uh, keep pushing your doctor if you're a cancer patient about these <laughs> clinical trials, huh? Exactly. So people, you know, if you don't like the answers you're getting, you know, seek other, you know, tell yourself to get a second opinion and and do that. Tom Vibbert of Greensboro. I love that. He says getting in cancer's face. He is a walking, talking 
bike riding miracle who pushes cancer patients to know their biomarkers. Those are the signs in your blood that can give researchers maybe some clues about treatments. That's what happened with him. He says, don't be shy around doctors. It's your life. Second or third opinions, go for it.